Welcome to Laughing Your Mask Off, the podcast where we talk to comedians about navigating the world of comedy since the pandemic. I'm Katherine Cowan. And I'm Carly Palestina. And today we are talking to the effervescent, lugubrious Lucas Arnold. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on. So just to start this up, uh, tell us about you, where you're from, how'd you get started in comedy, the whole bio, or like just life story. Yeah, okay. yeah so my name is lucas arnold i am from brooklyn new york born and raised um and uh i started doing comedy in the summer of 2019 uh i took a class at caroline's comedy school because i was too scared to do open mics first and so that was like my stepping stone uh into comedy and open mics and i did like my first ever performance august 4th 2019 that was my first time ever performing in front of people and then uh later that month i started doing open mics and that's and i haven't stopped doing comedy since and like when uh and when comedy shut down in march of last year like i was just like getting starting to get recommended for shows and stuff and i thought that i was on the up and up and then everything shut down and then a few days into lockdown i turned to tiktok because i wanted a creative outlet um uh while i was waiting for stand-up to begin and now that's kind of my job. Yay. What <laughs> so, yeah. inspired you to like start doing, st- like I know you took the class, but uh, what inspired you to slide into stand-up? Oh, I, I, I remember the exact moment I got obsessed with stand-up um, because, so I wasn't raised Jewish. This will make sense, I promise. But <laughs> so I wasn't raised Jewish, but I, was very obsessed with the idea of getting a bar mitzvah because I had friends that were getting bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and you'd have an awesome party. You'd invite lots of people. So I thought, Oh, I really want that. And so, and my dad is Jewish. So he was like, Oh, if you want to do that, we, I can help you. And so he, um, he got me an, a, a leather bound edition of the Torah or is it the Talmud? I don't remember, but it was, uh, the book. And, uh, it was like very, be- and so I started like reading it and studying it and I got, a little bit bored with it, but I still kept trying. I was like, no, I really want that party. And then <laughs> as I was just reading and studying it one day, my dad was just passing by me and he said, have you ever seen George Carlin? And I said, uh, no. And he was like, oh, you need to go on YouTube right now. And then I looked up George Carlin on YouTube and then I never touched that book again. And then <laughs> I, I watched every single special he ever did. And then I got just obsessed with other stand-up comedians like Richard Pryor, um, uh, more modern ones like Patton Oswalt, uh, Jim Jeffries, Wanda Sykes, just a shit ton of people. And then I was just obsessed with watching stand-up. And I really desperately wanted to try it, but I was also like so... I was just a ball of nerves. I still am, but I... Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. And I um, I, tr- I did briefly when I was in college, there was a group called the Comedy Forum and they would meet up on Sundays to workshop material and they would put on like little student stand-up shows. Um, but when I was trying to like workshop material from them, I was literally just vibrating with terror. Just like, uh, I was I was just like, the idea of sharing this stuff that I had written, it was just so terrifying that I was like, I can't, I'm not ready for this right now. And so I just did, pretty much did like theater in college. And it was when I was 24 
that I started seeing a therapist for the first time. And I physically felt so much more confident and less anxious. I just felt better in my body. And I thought, okay, what do I want to do with this confidence? And I thought I need to try stand up. And so I thought I'm not ready for open mics, but I think I'm ready to take a class. And it wasn't so much to like try to learn about stand up. It was more like just a safe environment where I could dip my toes in the water. And it was the best choice I ever made. Um, and that was like my, as I told you guys before, it was sort of like my stepping stone into open mics and comedy. And it was exactly what I needed. And I haven't stopped doing comedy since. That's awesome. Wait, so why was it either um, Bar Mitzvah or George Carlin? <laughs> because George Carlin does a lot of critical material of religion. Mm. And it was after watching him, I was like, oh, I'm an atheist. This is all the same for me. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, long-term investment wise, probably better you didn't have the bar mitzvah. I mean, yeah, it, it takes it. Yeah. But I, um, I realized that my intentions were not pure in getting a bar mitzvah. And I was like, no, I don't actually need this. I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah. you said you went to like, you did theater in college. Like, did you go to college for theater? Oh yeah. No, I was, I was a theater major, full on theater kid. Still am a little bit, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I was a, I was a theater major in college. You were too, yeah. Carly. That's true. Oh, yeah. you were? Wait, yeah. where'd you go? Uh, Yukon. Oh, I think I, I think I toured there when I was 18. That would make sense. Where did you go? <laughs> I went to Northwestern, just North of oh, Chicago. Heck. Yeah. Oh, so did you do musical stuff there or did you do? No, I did not do musicals there. I did musicals in, in high school, but not in college. Um, I like watching musicals, but I was just a little bit sick of them when I was uh, getting ready for college. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Did yeah. you do musicals? No, I didn't. Nope. Same. You didn't yeah. do a so musical. I, I love musicals. Musical theater has a wonderful place in my heart and I love it. There's. I recently saw the Trevor musical. 10 out of 10 would recommend. My friend just saw that. She said it's phenomenal. It's it will break your heart, but it also your heart. It's it has everything you want in a musical. It's really good. Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Oh yeah. I have so many questions, but we should talk. About yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> this is just a this is just a Trevor musical stand podcast now. <laughs> yeah. This is just a long ad for. <laughs> one small thing. One small thing I want to say about it is that I was uh, I, <laughs> I was looking through the playbill with my friend and like. Uh, they have like kids playing kids, which I really love. I'm like, finally, age appropriate actors. I, I love seeing that because like, I hate it in movies when you see like someone who's playing someone in high school, but they're 30. I hate that. Um, but yeah, so they had like kids that are like in their early teens playing middle school kids that are in their or early highs anyway. Um, but they had their social media handles so you could follow them. And I saw like, it was like first name, last name. And this dude had like a very long uh, name, like, hinder schreiber I, I don't know it was a very it was a long name and i thought and then it said dot official in his handle and i was like who's trying to pretend to be you that you need to put official at the end <laughs> who is this person i was i don't know i found that really funny that's insane just like the whole like every letter in the alphabet dot official it's like it was taken. yeah exactly i was like who took this handle it was 
Oh. <laughs> Wait, you want to know a big bummer? Is I I um, so I tried to change my Instagram to Catherine Cowan just like straight through, and it keeps yeah. telling me that that's not available. But like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't find that. But it's not an Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's annoying. I know. So I'm like, I need a Catherine Cowan official. <laughs> Catherine, I swear, if you became Catherine Cowan dot official, I would um. I'd still follow you, but it, I would laugh about you it. You would disown her. Yeah, I would disown you. <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast I, with someone else now. Yeah. Sorry. I, I got a little bit an, annoyed because, like, I wanted to get just Lucas Arnold on all my social media, but that's, like, apparently too common, and it's, like, taken on all social media, which is why I have my middle initial in my um, social media handles uh, because that wasn't – it also matches my website, so I like that uni- uniformity. But what's annoying is that people, especially if I do like TikTok lives, people will ask me just what my name is. They're like, is it Lucas Starnold? Is it Lucas Saint <laughs> Arnold? And I'm like, go to my profile. Look at the name above my bio. It's there. You <laughs> dense motherfuckers. What is I? I get so angry because I'm because. Anytime someone asks me something, they could so easily look up or Google or just, it makes me so mad that you're wasting my time with that. It really <laughs> bugs me. Luca St. Arnold. That <laughs> one's creative. That I'm like, wow, that's, you, you went out of your way to just come up with. Yeah. <laughs> I but, thought um, Luca St. Arnold could make it to laughing your mask off today, quite frankly. Mm. <laughs> oh I my gosh. Um, well, speaking of TikTok, you said mm-hmm. you uh, pandemic hits, you swung over to TikTok. Yes. When did you start being honestly? I found your tic- TikToks like earlier on in the pandemic, and I of all like the fashion ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was actually more the fashion ones. Those are more recent. That was this year. Yeah, I I got TikTok late. So to me, I was like, oh, I started, okay. I start, whenever I started looking at TikTok, they were one of the first ones that came up. I was like, these are so funny. Like, how did you, I guess, start out with TikTok? And when did it mm-hmm. start kind of blowing up? I started, my first post was March 18th, 2020. That was my first ever post. And I started blowing up. My first video that like did pretty well, that was like a couple weeks in. Um, that was when I did like, it was a sketch where I did a bunch of impressions of people auditioning to play Carol Baskin in the stage version of Tiger King. That was the, <laughs> that was the sketch I did. Um, and like, it got a good few hundred thousand views, like the official Netflix account commented on it saying that they liked my Ron Swanson impression. And I was like, Whoa. And then I just like, I started just like chasing the dragon of trying to get my videos to do just as well as that one. And they didn't for like a good three months or so. And then in June, I hit on uh, like just another format where I would do impressions where I would just say the phrase, I love it when you call me senorita, just doing a shit ton of impressions just with doing that phrase. And I did like a bunch of videos with that format and those consistently started blowing up. And that's when I like really took off. Yeah. I've had a lot of like peaks and valleys where things do really well and then they don't do well. They re- And so, and I've also had like phases where I like get just kind of bored with doing the same stuff. So I start to like doing a new series of stuff. And so, yeah, there's lots of ebbs and flows. Um, but yeah, it was like 
uh early april that like my first video like uh like blew up as it were so yeah. when did you so did you see other comics like taking the tiktok or why were you like this is where i'm gonna put my like creative outlet i just got recommended it uh by a friend of mine who is a comic uh before the pandemic it was like a month or two before the pandemic we were at an open mic he was like yeah you should get on tiktok it's like just put out videos. They don't have to be good. Just put out numbers. It's a numbers game. And then people like follow you. Um, and he showed me his followers. He's like, I have 900. And, uh, and, uh, and he's like, it transfers over to Instagram pretty well. People follow you. And I was like, Oh, all right, I'll do that. And then I downloaded TikTok, but I didn't post anything for a while. And then when the lockdown happened, I was like, um, I like, I made like a friend who I like went on one date with um, before the pandemic, before she like went home to quarantine. And then she and I like talked a lot, um, like almost every day. And she also got on TikTok as well. And so we sort of just like, sort of like hyped each other up to try to like uh, put stuff on TikTok every day and do better stuff each day. And um, yeah, sort of like an accountability buddy. Um, but yeah, I, I, something that I recommend if anyone's like trying to do really well on TikTok is take a lot of time to just watch TikToks to understand like what sort of stuff you like on the app. And also very big, understand the tempo of videos, understand like the sort of the vocabulary of what people do, like the sort of captions people do, the angles where they shoot stuff in their home or whatever, and like really understanding what works and how you can fit in. That was something I did is I really took time to understand what TikTok videos just were like before I started posting. That's super smart. Like it's a very kind of scientific way to come at it. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people are like, I was very oh, yeah. strategic. Yeah. Like so many are saying like, oh, just do your thing, put it out there. But it's like, no, no, there's, <laughs> there is a method to it. It's not just like, what's happening? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no, you and maybe that just works with like my kind of mind because like, because I've done like, a lot of impressions like I never really practice impressions I just like listen to someone long enough and then I think okay I can do that person now so like a lot of like doing TikToks was just understanding what TikTok videos are like and then almost doing an impression of those kinds of videos with like how I shot it and stuff was just like learning like what those videos were like and then uh just fitting very much in the groove yeah yeah it's also funny because I feel like there are a lot of people when I, who I talk to who are like comics who are like, yeah, just post stuff on TikTok who like aren't doing so well on TikTok. And they're like kind of have this attitude of like, if you just post stuff, people will see it. Um, and I feel it's like- not I've, the case. Yeah. And I've been hearing that. And I'm like, I, and like, I don't know, like a lot of people will be like, yeah, did you just post all the time? And then people come across it. And I'm like, I feel like that's, I feel like everyone would be famous if that were yeah. the case. Um, so yeah, no, it's kind of, it's it's interesting to hear like that I don't know you who actually has been getting quite a lot of TikTok followers <laughs> like has yeah. a strategy to it there's definitely a, a truth to it that if you put out stuff consistently that yeah. you are more likely to get an audience for it and the algorithm is more likely to like uh, find people that are into that and mold them and so consistency is very very important but you also kind of have to mold your types of videos into like what works on TikTok into like the TikTok model in terms of like the kind of captions that you have on screen like the headlines and stuff and um 
there's a lot that goes into it that like makes your videos just a tiny bit more attractive to a new viewer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So randomly, um, mm -hmm. what is the most useless talent you have? Oh, <laughs> most useless talent I have. Um, I can bend my thumbs backwards. So like, oh my God. Like that. Yeah. That's, That's pretty why? useless. Fun. I have no idea. Catherine, oh, what's the most... oh, sorry, you well, I also have like very stretchy skin. Like it's My very like. My friend has that. Yeah, wow. it's like it's very, very, very stretchy. I, I'll, I'll stop grossing you guys out, but um, because <laughs> I've grossed out friends. But um, I, I'm still trying to figure out if I have this condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is causes like less collagen production. It makes your skin stretchier. It makes your joints more flexible. But I saw a rheumatologist and he was like, oh, I actually don't think you have it. And I was like, what? And so <laughs> I still need to get a genetic test, but now I'm in this weird spot where I'm like, what the fuck is going on with my body? Because I, I'd have no joint issues. And that's like a big thing for people with the condition is they have a lot of joint issues. And I was like, and he was like, have you had this, this, and this? I was like, no, never had anything like that. He's like, don't think you have it. I think you're just hypermobile and you have stretchy skin just weirdly and I was like cool would that make you like if it were like the circus has come to town and we're looking for <laughs> contortionists would this make you like a That's better candidate I'm not that flexible my legs my arms they're not that flexible really um in the way that some people with Ehlers that they really are they can bend their arms like for their their hypermobile elbows and stuff there's yeah there's a lot, there's a much bigger spectrum than where I fall. So you'd be in like the sea level circus. Yeah, I would be, I would be in the, the wading pool of like, <laughs> uh, of, yeah, of the depths. Yeah. Wait, what about you guys? What's your guys' most uh, useless talent? Um, ukulele? I don't know. Okay. I feel like there's a use for that. What's useless? Um, I don't know. Carly, do you have one on the top of your head? I I can do, it's not, this isn't hard though, but you know, like the cross, I think, no, everyone can do that. Where you like cross your eyes and then you make one eye move. So it looks like- Oh, wow. I'm Hold on, let me try. Am I doing it? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I've never tried to do that before. I was like, I can do the cross side for sure, but then- yeah, you just have to like tell it to stay. That's I, 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 yeah, that's tough. <laughs> You're just <laughs> looking in one direction. Yeah. So, it's so not, I suppose uh, mine's that is that would be mine, I guess, because uh, I just kind of thought that was something that it's like oh, I assume others can do it too. That's the thing; you just assume everyone can do it. That's yeah. Nope. I don't have um, any talents then. Yeah. All mine no, are possible. You have so many. <laughs> Oh, all your talents are just so useful. Oh, we get I, I'm it. just okay, only a uh... useful person. Yeah. Useful things only. <laughs> Useless talents need not apply. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, if you could be any type of object, what would you like to be? If I was an object, what would I like to be? Yeah. Uh, ooh. Um, Maybe uh, a dandelion seed so I could get blown in the wind and see a lot of the world. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 
You could also do that if you were an airplane. Yeah. I like I Let's I think ahead. I would be a little bit more free. I think if I was an airplane, I would just go on like the same paths. Whereas a dandelion yeah, goes anywhere. Woo, look at me go. You know? Yeah. How about you, Carly? Yeah. You see, like dandelion thing is like such a like a nice answer. I was gonna say something like a mug. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be so I could get fucking used, bitch. <laughs> I don't know like it, I could have a fun saying on the outside maybe it would be no but huh yeah I think <laughs> I don't know why but I think my answer is mug <laughs> because I think it's, it's like I'm there I I have only useful talents useful uh talents <laughs> people can <laughs> I would be kept in a cupboard. I'd have mug friends because no, I, I would be a mug fun mug. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys think that like if your mug is in the cupboard and it doesn't have other mugs with it, like you guys think it's lonely? Like I, think I don't that, have but... a cupboard. I don't think I have enough cupboards that each mug has its own cupboard. No, no, it's not that. But like, if every other mug is yeah. dirty and there's just one mug there, like I feel like that mug must get lonely. I've never. My parents had that did a. My parents did a similar sort of reason why I had to finish my food. They, if I like only ate one of the carrots on my plate, my mom would say, "Oh, you have to eat the rest of them because they're going to be lonely without being with their friend in your stomach." They would do that. that my parents would say that oh. to me. Yeah. Cute. It's so nice. It's psychotic when you're uh, 24 and still existing that same way, but uh, that's where I'm at now. But I yeah, think the okay. mugs get out lonely, so I'd have mug friends, and then hopefully it'd be like in a nice um, area. I think it'd be nice. Anyway, yeah, like so a nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like a nice mug, like a nice mug neighborhood. Like it would be a community. It's like the, there are the mugs, like there are other mugs with like fun sayings or like memory mugs or like. Do you look out at the world as a children's storybook? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i've actually not not heard that before wait what have you been told yeah <laughs> but on it like i don't know i think all the things they just they have friends like they have their little lives they live um mm. but Catherine, also what? i mean well, adding on to this though carly you're a big coffee fan and you would get coffee a lot as a bug that's so true i would have you so would much. get filled with coffee a lot yeah, you wouldn't, you like more than any other object, probably. I'm actually practically just a mug now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really what it comes down Minus to. Minus the fun sayings and the mug friends. Exactly. I don't have any mug friends right now. No, you only have human okay. friends these days. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Put out a call on Craigslist. Hey, I need mug friends. <laughs> yes, Anyone want to be a mug friend? <laughs> I need a fun friends. Classic mug friends. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah. yes, Catherine, what would you be? I was gonna say iPhone, because then you like know every you like know everyone's business, you know? Like I feel like my phone knows more about me than anyone. Mm. more information. So so true. Like, well, they also listen in on conversations, you know that, right? Like I they, do know that. Oh yeah, so you'd 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 overhear a shit ton. Right, I'd be like such a spy. It's like honestly as close as I'll come to being James Bond, you know. Mm. <laughs> you wouldn't get to murder as many people though. I think that's a lot of the fun of being James Bond is you get to shoot right. a lot of people, getting a lot of scrapes. Yeah, yeah, you'd be kind of like stuck in the phone. 
Yeah. You know a lot of cool places. You could be um Q. That would be that would be you most like Q because he yeah, like that's he lame. Does a lot of shit. <laughs> he gets a lot. Of... <laughs> you finish your explanation. I interrupted. Me or yeah. no you. You were saying oh, yeah. why why Q and then I started saying no and then oh you know well like oh, Q rude. he like he makes all of like James Bond's devices and right. extra shit and he like gets a lot of intel. He's on the the intel side of things um well actually no dude that's what james bond does because he's an intelligence agent that's what no q does the technology though he's like yeah exactly q does the technology so you'd be sort of like on that side of stuff yeah so that's who i'd be most like as an iphone you get to be played by ben wishaw great actor that's all i've ever wanted Mm -hmm. (laughs) life stream be played by ben wishaw yeah oh yeah that's all i yeah that's he's a good actor yeah (laughs) that's true um, doesn't play so, an iphone though yeah. <laughs> it might be a little confusing he plays yeah. a person not an iphone mm. um yeah it'd be weird if they had him played by an iphone that would be uh, who knows what happens in 20 years maybe the new bond. ai gets so good yeah um, they recently create a robot that can like reproduce other robots like that i happens. saw that in the news yeah, yeah, we're I, so close to Skynet, you guys. We are so fucking close. We're here. Yeah. I don't know who invented that, but like, what are they doing? I don't know. Like, scientists. Like, I love, I love science, but like, also, don't, don't, don't do more. I think we've. There's. Just we're work not. on fixing the climate crisis. Don't try to destroy us sooner. Like. Yeah, like I think we're good. <laughs> so like, science. Like, what benefit does that even do? They can just have other robots? Uh, so you can watch the robots fuck. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Uh, Everyone's yeah. dream. Yeah. Watch um, robots fuck. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what the purpose. I guess, like, I mean, there's definitely a function for, like, concrete healing itself. There's definitely self-healing concrete. So you get like a crack or a pothole and then over time it naturally heals that. So there's a function for that. I don't know what the function of self reproducing or maybe he, I have no idea what the function is for that. Something, but yeah. What does like a robot baby look like? Cause then would it grow? Like can it come out as a full robot? Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) that's it He's yeah solved yeah oh my god um but bouncing into comedy again mm-hmm. quickly um you so you were doing you started comedy 2019 pandemic mm-hmm. hits you go on tiktok tiktok gets big mm-hmm. thank you carly for recapping the episode we've all listened to at this point um but so you're very much part of a new path into stand-up in a lot of ways and i'm sure if you don't want to answer this that's fine but i'm sure you haven't not heard very jaded comedians be like oh this doesn't even count blah 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 mean what's your response to that uh i in a way i almost don't have a response i'm like all right that's you that's your problem if you if you don't want to deal with it i will Anytime someone says I don't want to do TikTok, I never try to argue with them. I'm like, that sounds probably a lot more mentally healthy and I wish you success. Um, But it's definitely a possible tool for someone. Um, Yeah, that's 
I don't know. That's tough because, well, it definitely, it just is like a tool that has helped me get a lot of success. It's definitely the reason why I've got booked on a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have without the aid of TikTok and the success I've had from TikTok. Um, I got a manager a few months ago who I adore, who's been helping me do a lot of cool stuff. I produced um, a show uh, a week and a half ago that did really well and I'm trying to produce more. It's like, it's the reason I have a lot of things that I otherwise wouldn't have. And I'm just super grateful for it. So, excuse me, but I, yeah, if anyone thinks they have something to share on TikTok or something they just want to try out, I, I just say do it because it, it's not going to hurt you. And if anything, it can help you get like maybe new followers and like, it's, it's just a good tool. It's, it's just, it's, it's whatever you make of it. That's, that's, that's basically it. It's what you make of it. That's awesome. Do you feel like after you, like, so the pandemic happened and you were doing TikTok, then when the pandemic ended, did you feel like there was like a huge shift once like trying to get booked on shows and stuff? Or like, when did you kind of start? I mean, who's to say that it ended? I mean, we got the Omicron rocking shit up, baby. Um, (laughs) Sorry, would you say the question again of like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when you um like when when you were able to do shows again in person because there weren't really shows for like yes. the winter last year, did you see like a huge difference in or like when did you start seeing the difference like that TikTok had made? Well, a uh, few people that uh let's say anywhere from not nice to me to completely ignoring me were suddenly very, very nice to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I remember every one of them and I was like oh this is different um yeah so definitely some people were a lot nicer to me and people were like asking me about it because they were curious how I found that success um uh yeah I well I also just like I started getting like very close with like just a very close-knit set of comedians who I'm still really really close to and so in a sense, that didn't change, but I I just had people asking me about it. And like, it was sort of like getting a reason why I started like becoming friends with people is that people were just curious about it. And so I got to like talking with other people, other comedians. Um, I started getting recognized a few months in, like I, I was, I was out for a run in the park and I saw a dude uh, eat shit. He like, he fell off his skateboard and then I helped him like get up and he was like, oh shit, you're the dude from TikTok. I was like, yeah. And then he was like, <laughs> all right. And I was like, cool, I'll, I'll leave you alone. And um, yeah, but um, that's another weird part of it is I started getting like recognized from it. That was, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a weird one. It's actually so funny you say that because I had a show at the comedy shop one night and a few of my friends came and I came outside and they were all talking to each other. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, that's the guy from TikTok. It was you, but you were talking to like a group of people. So I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It was so weird. That's what I was like before. I was like, I'll say it on the podcast. But they were like, that's okay. that guy. I didn't know he was from here. And I was like, uh, yeah. It says it in my bio that I'm in New York City. <laughs> like, you could have looked at, I don't know. No. <laughs> It's, I will say though, if someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, I love your stuff. That's great. I like it when people come up to it. But what really bothers me is that I've gotten DMs from people being like, I saw you on the one train or like, I saw you in this deli. Do you live in the area? And I'm like, hmm. 
That's terrifying. That really creeps me out. That really, really creeps me out. Um, if someone just DMs me and just says, hey, I love your stuff. You make me smile. That's cool. I like that as well. But um, but yeah, I've occasionally gotten very creepy DMs like that. And it doesn't make me feel good. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's super weird. Cool. Oh, yeah. I, there was someone else that was saying that. Not, it was it doesn't matter, but I was talking, I know I was talking to someone else recently who was like, yeah, people will just send me messages like, I saw you. And it's like, whoa. It's so fucking weird. I have no idea why people do this. Not a clue. But it's also like, what do they think you're gonna say? Like, yeah, I was there. Want to hang out? Like, yeah. Or just be like, <laughs> I saw you too. Like, I don't know. Um, I know you look familiar. I don't, I have no idea what the end game is, but I think... Honestly, I think people are just probably very nervous and they're scared of like coming up to see you or talk to you in person. So they send that DM and they probably have like the best of intentions and they don't mean to come off as like creepy or whatever, but it still does come off as creepy just a little. Yeah. I yeah. But for the record, if anyone is listening and you see me in public, by all means, you can like come up to me and say hi or or DM me and say that you that's all good. Don't say that you saw me somewhere. Just don't do that, please. No. Well, that's good. I don't. I don't need to get cagier than I already am. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, so we are. We are nearing the end of our podcast time. But uh, before we go, is there any advice you would like to give um, up and coming comedians? Or on the flip side of that, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Um. Oh, so for advice I would give to any up and coming comedians, just like, just get up on stage as often as you can, or whatever medium is available to you to try out your stuff, just start doing it. And don't worry if you're being bad. It's okay to fail. Just try to fail better um, each time. And another bit of advice is don't stop. It's very uh, seductive to try to like take a break. And sometimes you need to take a break. But like, I remember before the pandemic, I was talking to this comedian because I, I did a show and this is like very early on. And I was like, I was working on my set for this show. Like it was the cure for cancer. I was just spending a lot of energy on it. And once I did it, it went great. The show went really well, but I needed like a, a week's break to just not think about stand up for a bit. Cause I was just, I was so exhausted from it. And then I started doing open mics again, but at this first open mic I did back after just like a week's break, a comedian told me she like, she's like, oh yeah, I took a break once and it ended up being 11 years. So like, don't let that happen to you. And I was like, Jesus. And <laughs> so uh, definitely like, listen to your body. And if you need to take a break, definitely. But also don't let it get too long. Always try to get back onto it as soon as you can. Get in the habit and uh, get your body used to doing lots of stand-up so that you can recover faster if something doesn't go well or if you spend a lot just like don't don't stop that's what i that's what i would say is if you really want to do stand up and get good at it don't stop doing it um yeah great awesome well we're winding down before we go is there anything you want to promote shows social media anything uh when does this come out monday uh, yeah sorry say it again monday Monday. Cool. Okay. So I have a show on Wednesday at Caroline's. Uh, it's called the ugly sweater party. And if you go on, uh, 
on my Instagram. There will be a link to my live dates. Uh, you could also go on my website, lucastarnold.com forward slash comedy or forward slash live, and you'll be able to find uh, your way to the tickets for that. Um, yeah, I also am working on a mixed stand up and sketch group called 24 Hour Kiss Club. Uh, we might change our name. We've changed our name a couple times in the past, but uh, I will be posting information about that on my Instagram as well. Um, I have a podcast myself called Two Nosy Meerkats um, <laughs> that I host with my friend Gabby Jordan Brown. Um, yeah, I'm on all social media at Lucas T. Arnold, uh, Lucas with a K. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, this is fun. Good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to Laughing Your Mask Off. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a good review. To keep up with our hosts, follow Catherine at Catherine.Cowan and Carly at Carly Palestina on Instagram. See you next week. <laughs>